So we're in Albufera. Yes. Which is west of Faro. And it is a bit of a resort town, you could say. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, holiday places that are here on the beach. Massive beaches, like the beach runs from here to Faro just about without interruption of... Um, anyways, so it's a, it's a great place to come here in the summertime for the Portuguese because they come down here to get cooled off in the hot summer days. And in February and November, there's a lot of Canadians and Dutch and, Dutch. and stuff like that yep. that show up. Uh, right now, it's a very quiet town. Uh, and we went out our first night arriving here after coming back from Seville to go to a restaurant. And what did we find? Everything's closed. Everything. There wasn't a single restaurant open on the street. So it was just absolutely quiet. So we came back to the hotel, had our meal here. You had like a yep. poached, poached what? What was your fish? Sea bass. Sea bass. On a asparagus risotto. It was really good. Yeah. And I had fish and chips. Yeah. And they did cod up. And uh, I I would imagine, uh, it's, I don't have that very often. So it was pretty good. And it was a right size portion. Like you can go to a restaurant in Ottawa and get fish and chips and they'll serve you two pieces. And it's like, I only need one. Like, yeah. So... Uh, so the next day, we got ready to go on a walk that was organized by the hotel. They have, they provide entertainment. Yeah. So Bia was our girl. She's a twenty-something, and sings, dances, all that stuff. She went to entertainment school. Yeah, but she was quite happy and surprised to see there were people ready to go that morning because she said January has been very quiet. She had no clients. To take on walks, so she was happy to see us. Yeah, and so it's a three and a half kilometer in and out sort of arrangement, where she took us all the way down to the to the Praia. Yeah, and it was a walk through town mostly, and then at the very end, we got a little walk along the beach, which was very nice. And then that includes a stop at a local restaurant for a little coffee. Yeah, and you know we got to chat with her quite a bit, so. You know, it's always well, nice to chat with a local to understand a little bit what's going on. And she's a northerner. She's a northerner, yeah. And she's like, well, they pronounce the words differently down here. Like, in the north, a, a V is always a B. And down here, it's like, well, there's some Vs that are Vs and some Vs that are Bs. Yeah. So. So we had, we were gone for a couple of hours because it was not a fast walk. Um, so we came back and we had bought some supplies for, to make lunch, made sandwiches. And then off we went, we had booked a boat tour. Right. And that was going from Albufera's, uh, Albufera's, uh, Marine, Marina, which was a 20 minute drive. 10. Took us 20 because we got 20. lost, but it's yeah, a 10. that's right. So the Google... Google approach to the location was just a little bit off and we ended up finding it in the end, just in time as it turned out. Oh my God, we almost missed the boat. So we get down there, we have our tickets already. She throws us two plastic cards that says to the person at the boat, these people have paid. And so we got on the boat. And so it was a maximum of 70 people on the boat, but I don't think there was that many. 
think they said they have life, life jackets for 70 or something like that. Yeah, but we, they said they were sold out, so whatever that means. And the tour was actually both cruise along the Algarve coastline and the Benadgil or Benadgil uh, cave. Very right. famous. Right. Three-hour tour with several stops on the way there uh, to indicate, you know, here's an, here's an interesting little detail in the in the on the coastline there's some birds there's some rock formations that look like a yellow submarine stuff like yeah, that yeah and they have a stack they call them stack yeah formation like they have in the south of australia yeah the, the uh, which we the 12 apostles that we actually saw so that was cool and it t- it takes about one hour and 45 minutes to get to the actual famous cave Uh, and they were able to get us into the cave a little bit with the boat. Yeah, with the high, higher tide, I guess we could go in farther than maybe when it was Low, lower tide. Yeah. And we hit it almost at high tide, but the aerial on the boat almost hit the, the top of the archway going <laughs> in. So it was like just the right size boat. It was a bit of mayhem to try and take pictures once you're inside the cave because everybody was trying to take pictures and selfies and videos. Anyways. Yeah. But and it's technically a cave, Paris. It's not a real cave because it's not completely covered. There's a hole in it, so there's a hole it's in not the real. roof. Yeah. So it's uh, it, you know a, a breezy day. Uh, we started out; it was nice and quiet, and then it got breezier and breezier. And so, when we were on our way home, boy, oh boy, there was some bounce to the waves. It was it was chilly. Um, Paul and I had thought about doing that trip into the cave uh, in kayaks, but given the time of the year, the it was a nice day. It was, you know, bright blue sky, sunshine, but 12, 13 degrees is a bit chilly to be on yeah. in kayaks. So that's why we did the boat tour, and it was chilly coming back. Yeah. Say we, we sat more on the back of the boat. It was a little less bouncy and uh, a little bit more protected from the wind. Yeah, so. but nice sun still. So we yeah. came back right around five o'clock, uh, scheduled. Um, and then we didn't really have supper. We were so hungry. We had bought cheese and we had crackers and, and wine. So we kind of, and olives. Bit. So we kind of went at it with chips. So that was my supper. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so next morning. This morning, we, because we had seen hikes from the boat uh, the day before, we decided we would drive back to those and try to hike along the cliffs a little bit. Right. So into the car again, zip off farther west. Uh, sorry, yeah, farther west. And we ended up in, what is that now? Praia dos... Praia dos Caneiros. Um which also has a lighthouse just nearby. Yep. So we ended up... Parked near the lighthouse, jumped out of the car, did a little hiking along a ridge, and down into this Praios dos Caneros. Caneros. It was... Uh, the tide was low. A, yeah, it was not a super long hike, but it, I'd say it's pretty difficult because it's a steep down to go to the beach and a steep climb back up. Yeah, and it's not well managed no it's uh i don't know who owns the property whether there's a service that looks after it or not but some of the stones are are a little bit like 
ball bearings. So as you're walking on them, they they could spill you over fairly easily because it'll just spin. But yeah, Paul and I had brand new, perfect, perfectly good walking shoes, so we're good to go. Yeah, and walking on the beach, low tide, and able to see the uh, the details. And yeah, there's a, a point that we can walk around with the low tide, and that's not part of the beach normally because when the tide comes in that there's no place to stand on mm-hmm. the other side. So we, I cool. must have taken like 55 pictures. It was so beautiful this morning and yeah. and with the sun shining we got actually got warm walking around and uh, a golden coast. It was really nice. So came back up and decided we wanted to do another hike so we got back in the car drove back towards Abu Fera cuz we were about 40 minutes out came back towards the town stopped Lagoa, right? Lagoa, la, yeah. And from there, we branched out into, I guess, towards the beach again. Yeah, it was uh, Praia Grande, and this was more of a marsh area because it was a boardwalk all around, all around. So most of that boardwalk is about twelve feet wide, and handrails down both sides and elevated above the sand dunes. So I'm not sure if there's a lot of wildlife underneath that they wanted to keep us up off, but then to the, to the side of the of the boardwalk is a big park where all these camper vans can park and yeah. So it seems like they park for free because. But we're talking about like multiple kilometers of of wooden raised mm-hmm. boardwalk, twelve feet wide. It's just it's like. There's a lot of money put into that. Yeah. I was thinking of all the different ways it could have been put together. <laughs> Anyways, it was a different walk, but a pleasant one. Uh, again, bright sunshine today. It was nice. Yeah, California sky. Yeah. So we did as, as long as we wanted. Then we had to get back. Because I was hungry. Paul was hungry. Uh, pastel de Natal was not enough of a snack from yeah. to keep him going. And we had to return the car. So came back, had lunch at our hotel, and then drove the car back to Faro. That's right. To the airport. Um, took an Uber to the train station and then took the train back to Albufera. That's right. So took that, another Uber. So it was a lot of traveling, but we saved a lot of money. It, it took a chunk of our afternoon, but we saved a lot of money as opposed to leaving the car here and having somebody from Pharaoh come and pick it up. Yeah, they don't have a, a spot here to no. just park it. So so Could, we came back around 5 and went down for a little shopping. And now it's time to end the, video, the uh, podcast. Yes. So we'll talk to people hopefully tomorrow. Ciao. Bye.